Man, this cocktail is delicious. Anyway, so I, was, I had no right. idea what's exactly. going on. with us. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Come Sit With Us. This is episode 16, A Vacation for the Ages. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Michael Martinez. You really went with the first, <laughs> the middle, and the last name on that. <laughs> I went there, dude. Yeah. I, wanted to, so you I go, wanted to throw something new in the you're mix. You're going up with the ranks of that of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Olivia Newton-John. Ooh, those are good. Those are good. It's Lee Harvey Oswald? Right. John Wayne Gacy? Are you... <laughs> This might be that one episode. <laughs> with two actors that are just going to serial killers and assassins. Yeah, I'm I giving out my Michael assassin Martinez. name. <laughs> Caught in the, in the scandal of the century. <laughs> Isaiah Michael Martinez. <laughs> Unknown, unsolved <laughs> mysteries. Can you solve this mystery? Where was Isaiah Michael Martinez when the Zodiac was slaying people in the 60s? <laughs> to the uninitiated guys, come sit with us. Is a show about casual conversations over general topics and ideas between two really good friends with a lot of podcasting experience. The podcast topics that we have are generally light, but there are some instances where we do decide to deep dive into topics as well. Plainly put, we are here for your podcast enjoyment. And also, I'd also let you guys know, do you guys have a show topic or idea you'd like to see happen on Come Sit With Us? Do you want to do my job and take care of all the topics and give me a day off on this? Make sure to let us know on come.sitwithus on Instagram for my volunteer executive producer program that pays you nothing. So please, <laughs> nice plug. <dude>. Take over. <laughs> um, Do you want to have my job? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your resume. Oh, you're hired. When can you start? That was like a classic commercial that you'd see on TV. Like, would you like, like that, to know huh? how it's like to be an astronaut? <laughs> <laughs> that pays nothing. <laughs> oh man, I enjoy doing the show. So I just wanted to offer people if they want to talk, have me uh, talk about topics, or have us in conjunction talk about topics. I'm right. more than happy to do that. I just. It's very, uh, it's very challenging trying to find these topics on a daily basis and trying to keep them fresh and stuff. And especially since we had a little bit of a gap, I know the last episode we did was actually September 1st. Now we're going on September 17th Mm -hmm. and ironically, it's my dad's birthday. So it's my pops' birthday today. Yeah. Today. September 17th, old man's birthday. birthday. Uh, dad, if you're listening out there, I love you. Always have, always will. And, uh, I'll uh, hope to see you soon. So um, I actually had my last day of work a couple days ago. Last day of work at my old job, though I'm not a department manager anymore. Now that's always interesting, the last day of work, because it's like, <laughs> I almost it's so, feel like it's like the last day of school or something. Yeah, like. it's like being, it's okay, It's like the la- it's one day where it's okay to be checked out half through the day. Yeah, right. It was, exactly. um, it was just like a sad moment, you know taking care of everything, trying to nip. Was there any tears? Close all the avenues. I got a little emotional. I'm not going to lie. Um, I kind of felt like, like... Never let go, Mark. I kind of felt like uh, Maximus and Gladiator when I was able to like motivate my guys, like the 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 
the team that I the team that I oversee, um, I just wanted them to make sure that they were going to the right uh, to the right resources after I was gone, and oh, I told I them, it. I told them since they are unionized employees and I'm not, I told them, hey, look, it's within your right to voice your opinions during the meetings that you guys have in the mornings. I told them I was like, as of this point. There's no one training under me, nor is there anyone qualified at that yard to take over my job. So as of the next day when I'm gone, it is within your guys' absolute right to voice your opinions and say, who's going to take care of this now that Mark's gone? And this is not me saying anything out of, you know, this is all facts because there's no one I've trained during the time that I gave my two-week notice, Mm -hmm. nor is there... There's no one qualified to do the work because I haven't trained anybody or no one kind of knows the field that I'm in as far as doing what I do. So who is going to take your, your spot essentially is they are going to, from what I'm, from what I'm seeing is that they're going to take a few of the tasks that I was responsible for and put more workload on the people that weren't responsible for that before for the time being. And they are finally going to do something that I really wanted them to do when I was there. And actually they're going to be having more people on staff. Yeah. You figure how funny is that? Like when the person that was running the joint wants something and then they don't have to do it. And yet when he leaves, they freaking <laughs> solve the problem right there. Day one. Yeah. That's funny. So, um, I ended up doing a lot of saying goodbye and stuff. And I always, I always, um, I do get emotional with that because when I, when I was starting over that job, I was inexperienced and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know, as far as being entry level at the, at a utility company. Um, it's, if you're not already an experienced or, or union or like a journeyman lineman, those things are, are new to you. So I had to learn on the fly and, I just went around the ways of the department and ended up finding out my position there and found out, found my own niche in that area. And so tell me, tell me like, how was your, like, how was your interactions that day? Like be, it being your last day, did people like come by or not a lot of people came by there? They have this thing where we're kind of supposed to be monitoring our social distancing. Um, but as long as we wear masks within the spots that we're at, it's all all right. And I always wear my mask, especially when I'm not, especially when I'm out and about talking with other people that I'm not really talking with them on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, you know, essentially know them nor their habits. So I went in to my, my manager and his boss's office. And, um, it was kind of one of those moments where someone else is in the office and I'm kind of like, can you get the hell out, please? You know, it's like, um, like based, based on like, like, uh, position status. Like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like, I got to tell them something. So you got to, I don't want to say it, like get out, but they kind of knew I close the door and I tell them, I'm like, guys, um, I just want to tell you before the day ends, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this uh, with you two collectively in here. Um, but I want to thank you for the opportunity of giving me the shot to run that department for going almost two years. I am truly thankful and it was an honor and they were just like, you did a great job, extended the, they extended their, uh, 
they extended the offer to for me to come back whenever. So that was cool to have something at least in the back pocket. Always have a plan B and a C, ladies and gentlemen. Always. So, yeah, they just went in a long way to thank me. So I went about the rest of the day and just tried to make sure that all my stuff was pushed out as far as possible. That way, whenever the new deadlines come, that they are able to take care of all that. So you were able to close kind of all your loose ends and everything? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Make peace I, with your enemies. You know, close, <laughs> yeah. close the love interest that hatches. you had. The work no, interest. actually with one guy. It's like him and I have always had this like this uh, this general issue where he's more of like a... He, he, he attempts to be an alpha, mm-hmm. but it's like, it, it just, you could see it a mile away where he's not. It's like over the phone, he's an alpha, but it's like in person, it's like, no, that's not the case at all. So he knew it was my last day and he knew this is the event. Uh, this is the time of like, Hey, look, it's, if you leave, you could say peace out to me. I could shake your hand. I could be a man about it. But if you're not going to make that je- genuine gesture, then I see where you like, I see where you lie. Yeah. So he's like, all right, dude, see ya. I'm like, all right. Oh, see ya. <laughs> so I was, I was <laughs> fine with that. That's the route you chose. And I was fine with that because yeah. it was just like, well, if you want to, he's the type to put hateful emails out and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like, or not. Yeah, you don't really emails. want that person kind of around anyway in your life. Yeah. Really. It, it's, it wasn't, he wasn't, he's not network worthy or any of that. So it's kind of like, well, you know, if he wants to have that kind of ideal, cause I, I don't have any enemies. I, I try not to in this you life. You try not to. Sometimes you it know? happens just because it's something stupid, but yeah. Yeah. So the, it starts to come around where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start. What about out. love interests? Like work love interest. There's none of those. Absolutely not. You sure about that? I am absolutely sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> I like how I sowed some doubt into that. Are you sure about yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, look, I look how my co-host is going to try to spin that yarn. <laughs> <laughs> on your last day what did you do what, did what you last, do last ditch day? efforts did you try because i went to pick you up and you took a little bit longer than usual like an hour longer <laughs> I don't know what that was about. oh man what do you what are you starting for that uh that open mic comedy night man you came You're out weird. with like a big smile on your face and i, was I got like, a piece of candy in my pocket somebody's don't not you that worry. happy i got i got some candy in my pocket <laughs> um I tied all professional loose ends and <laughs> extended networking to yeah. all the people I needed to extend to. Yeah. Um, on my last day, they, uh, they played like a montage, you know, of like <laughs> all my moments. Missing like, you. <laughs> missing you. Yeah. Like a big, it was like, I don't know, about 15 minutes long. Like a montage. Here's Isaiah making the key saves. Like helping like customers and like doing. Like, Walking old this. ladies across the street. <laughs> outside of work. Me with uh, Jaudet and Jay Butt. Like just Dang, like you're actually naming names right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Me, Tony Delansky. Dang. Adam. Um, <laughs> the last thing that ended up happening was. um was uh, my my boss ended up uh, giving me my final my final check and everything and um just told me I did a great job and just said hey you're always you're always one to give everyone props for helping you out along the way but it takes you to fully go and make that mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. um so with that being said it was like it was really um I don't know dude I felt I felt thankful because there was instances where some of the people that are unionized employees 
aren't really aren't really tailored for this kind of work that they do. So like in the area of what they do, it's not really you're not really used to seeing women out there. And so every time we would, you know, every time we would go to the to the hall to ask for someone to come work with us, if it was a woman, I'm all for it. I'm all for bringing that diversity in and and so the thing is is with that is when I brought, bring them on board, they're really timid and, and it not expecting, they're really timid about what's going on and they don't know how to feel about everything. But I lay it down to them on the first day. I tell them, Hey, look, I know what you're going. I know what you're thinking. I know that this is an area predominantly, um, predominantly, uh, Cockfest. with men, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. But basically, and it's like, <laughs> I want to assure you that if you have any issue with anybody giving you stuff, giving you, uh, giving you any issues with, um, being a woman, you let me know. Cause I will escalate it and I won't hesitate. And I told him, I was like, I told, I would tell them, I'm like, there's going to be no issues with that here. And I've, and if you have any, be, make, make sure to be transparent with that. And so I get a text for one of the people that I hired on like four or five months ago. And she says, Hey, look, I want to thank you for giving me that confidence that first day. It like really helped me out, um, going into, uh, working with the company and it helped me a lot more than, you know, and I truly appreciate that. I don't see you that often there in the office. Um, but I want you to know that that stood, stood with me and I'm very thankful for that. And I'm all like, well, I was flattered, dude. I was like, whoa, like I did not know that was going to be coming and stuff like that. But so I just replied and I was like, look, I'm glad you felt that way. But the best part about the beauty about that is that you unearth that confidence within yourself. Mm-hmm. That is the, that is the true beauty of that whole thing to where it's like, it was in, within her the whole time. It sounds like you became like a self coach now. Like no, so. man, come on. <laughs> like, no, I, it I always like, you're like her mentor now for life. <laughs> yeah. Or right. Um, I come see I, me on stage and oh geez, <laughs> I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm doing a Ted talk, <laughs> doing a Ted talk this Saturday at the Long Beach convention center. Come um, on, see me over here at the Honda center, <laughs> the Honda center, <laughs> positive vibes at the Honda center featuring Mark Flores. Um, and then I also got like last minute phone calls of people just like extending their, um, extending their just compliments and saying like, Hey, thank you for, giving me the opportunity and stuff, dude. I was just like, I, I didn't need any of that. And I was yeah. just like, I just, again, I just told them, I was like, look, this is, I'm glad that you believe that. And I'm, I'm happy to be along that journey with you, but think about it as me just giving you the tricycle and me just pushing you and taking the training wheels off and you just went, went with it. Um, so in closing with that whole day, what I ended up doing after I got all the phone calls, after I sent my thank yous to people and I got sat down and put like one more email out to everybody that was involved in making me the a last email. I know exactly. <laughs> I'd open up outlook and everything and ignored all the emails that I was supposed to take care <laughs> oh, of. Oh yeah. Like, like the regular stuff. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Scroll through that. They can, they can go through my outlook and figure that out. But, um, I just, went to him and said, Hey, look, um, you guys do know this is my first day. This is my last day. Um, the people that are involved in this email, want to let you guys know, you guys played a key, uh, you guys played an integral part into making me a department manager for this company. 
And I want to let you all know that I am truly thankful for the opportunity that you guys gave me along the way. And um, not only that, but what you guys don't know is that in 2017, as I said in this email, in 2017, I wasn't in a good place. Like mentally, physically, I just was not in a good place. Um, I kind of had no identity as far as what I really wanted to do with my life. And this is before the Notorious Pen, before I ended up heading up my own ventures and stuff. That's right. This is before, yeah, you started doing all those all those things before yeah. that. And so I just went and told them that this job, going entry level to the first position that I had, I was like, and then ended up doing what I do in the permits of traffic control department. I just was like, you guys have no idea what doors you've opened for me to excel in and to take my life into a career that I know that given me with hard work and stuff, I'm on the right track to get, to get taken care of handsomely mm-hmm. if I end up excelling where I need to excel. And I just said, I want to thank you guys for the opportunity. And it's just been an honor working with all you guys upper management and the COO I emailed him. he was in the email too and I just like thank you again and it was it's been an honor and I say that in all honesty and then just closed off and and just lit everything on fire and in my outlook signature um there's a quote by John F Kennedy and it says leadership and learning um are indispensable to each other and that is the one thing that has always stuck with me as far as like I had a Bruce Lee one before, but then I was just like, man, let let me, I want something that actually like, they know that Wow, you took Bruce Lee off. Oh, you know what? Scratch that. I actually had the one from a Ralph, uh, uh, Ralph uh, Waldo Emerson that said, there is no knowledge that is not power that that's in the mortal Kombat. That's in the intro to mortal Kombat. Remember the little text that says there is no knowledge that is not power. Jeez, I'm going to yeah, go back to reference that. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's something that always stuck with me. It's like the more you learn, the more you sharpen your sword, the more well-versed you become, and the more you have the ability to, to just conquer everything, you know? I'm, just, I'm picturing you, like, leaving the building, you know, with the smirk as you're passing by, like, a new rookie coming in the building, like, for the first day. <laughs> Suit just up, like, kid. good luck, kid. No. (laughs) And and that's the one thing that I want to encourage everyone to do is like, if you ever give yourself, if you ever, we might even just do the positive affirmation right now, because this is something that I can actually say with pure confidence. If there's ever an opportunity for someone to learn under you, you have to take every opportunity to give them all of what you know. Because you... Not everybody's like that, dude. dude, People hold back I am so thankful for the person that taught me everything that yeah. he, he taught me what I know, but I know he didn't teach me everything he knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, I will always make sure to do the same for anyone learning under me Oh yeah, because same, it's dude. just same dude. It's like I was given nothing, you know, and I, like excelling. I, I have a story on that too. Yeah. Uh, and it's like excelling. I'm excelling at the, at the, at the expense of someone that didn't have to do that. Right. And that person is like, like immeasurable, immeasurable to me in life right now, because by him giving me that opportunity, dude, it helped me. Like I was with the other people before me, like it helped me unearth something that I never had within myself. Like I thought I'd never had within myself. Yeah. You know, it's like, it gave me 
the ability to see like, hey, look, you can manage all this. You can manage your full time job, your podcast and your your YouTube channel in the beginning. But, dude, it's like I'm here. I am now and I can just go enter situations with with supreme confidence within my knowledge realm. I can. But I never thought I'd have that ability. If you told me that in 2017, I'd be like, yeah, you're I'm a piece of shit. You're lying. But now it's like, dude, total genesis. That genesis point was just causing evolution within me. And it's something that I can never, I can't pay back. Mm -hmm. So I'm always just going to pay it forward with giving opportunities to other people. What I know to help. Yeah. And that right there, guys, it's close. I want to think, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so after all that, let me just, uh, Get back down to, and I, that got me really high and mighty, man. Well, I, what I, I was going to say about your story, by the way, I'm sorry. What I was going to say about that, Mark, is like, you know, the, and this, this relates to both, like, same, I'm the same way as you, because yeah. when I have somebody who's like learning under me, I like to do the same thing and share everything I know. Right. Um, but when I first started payroll and paychecks, um, I mean, I had no idea what I was getting into. This is my first payroll job, never done payroll ever in my life. And so it was pretty overwhelming for somebody who was like has no idea about taxes and all this stuff and so so you person, had to learn all that stuff on the fly yeah i, I learned that. that yeah wow. i learned all that on the fly so okay. they'll train you but it takes time before you start understanding all those things so i had like a mentor who um would sit like across from me and when i would ask her questions she was so busy she had a lot going on and it was like if i asked a very simple question uh, if I had asked it again or something like that to reaffirm just to make sure I didn't make a mistake or something, yeah. she'd get like kind of frustrated a little bit like, yes, yes. Like, why are you asking the same thing again? Like, you know, so it would, I would get that. I'm like, dang, dude, it's like hard to ask, ask a question. But I learned from that job is like, no matter how difficult it is, you have to ask because if you don't, you're going to be stuck not knowing, or you're going to make a mistake. You have to ask, you have to break that wall. But luckily there was one guy who sat in the middle of us and I would, I am, I'm like, Hey dude, do you know how to do this? He's like, Oh yeah, just do this, do this. And he wouldn't care. Like as much times I'd ask, he'd share it with me all day. And I'm like, dude, I, I owe you so much, man. Cause that guy helped me, you know, get to where I got, you know? And then, so I pass that knowledge all the time. Like I never, I never, um, I never grow thin, you know, with people who are asking questions over and over with me. I'm like, ask any question, as many times as you need to, because I don't care. You're, you're going to get it if you ask me. So that's why I share it too, because I hate, I worked under two people like that, actually like three people like that. And every time I'm just like, God, like the same. It, it feels like you're just walking on coals trying <laughs> yeah. to go over there and ask Just trying something. to ask a question like, dang, like, and those type of people don't really like to open up or share information. So you know, and it's because of like what job security maybe, or just who knows, you know, they just want to have more knowledge, but you know, there's a me, few I people like, along the way in our, our job at sprint that did that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, bro, like eventually we'll find out eventually, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, we will always find out eventually. Right, exactly. That's so. a good, that's a good trait. I'm glad we're on the same boat with that because going back to what we're talking about, we, we all come from day one learning. So it's always, we're always thankful for someone that when we look back on it, it's like, wow, look, to be from here to point that we're on now in the present to when we started, you know, it's like, 
like we are in no position to not be able to give the information that helped us along the way because it's like it, it, it's going to help someone out. Yeah, it's going to always do that. And I, I always tell people that learn under me, though I may be tough. I may be tough just because I want them to get it and I want them to learn. But I tell them, I'm like, the dumbest question is the question that's unsaid. So always ask me. I don't care. Dude, I stay late. I don't care if I have to stay late in the office. Like, I'm here to teach you. Yeah. I am. I was. I hope I was an okay manager for some. But, um, yeah, that's that was my last day as a short-lived so department manager. It kind of yeah. felt it kind of felt good because now I can go back uh anytime that my older that my brothers say anything I'm, I'm sorry, were you ever a department manager? <laughs> <laughs> I could give that, I could just I could just really? float that above them just as a joke. As a joke. It's just good comedy. <laughs> Excuse me, did you ever run a department? Yeah, just like manager? Kobe Bryant's joke on uh yeah, 81 olives. Oh no, it's just a joke. He gets it. Oh, he did man. on Jayla Rose. The, um, but yeah, I did leave on good terms and I'm glad that I do have that job in the back pocket in case I need it. Um, but I'm off to a a better venture hopefully. And I'm just really optimistic that I'm just going to do my best and conquer what I need to conquer over there and do it to the best of my ability. So as always, I'm going to keep you working next now. You're going to New York or something. Yeah. Going to, I went to the Knicks. I'm to do the new GM. <laughs> going to finally take them into the playoff contention. I'm at least I could at least get the Knicks to eighth seed. I know that. Yeah, you <laughs> I, can I bring get, it. From like, the I back get you guys office, in the playoffs. From back office, you just if, bring them to the eighth seed. It's it really it really surprises me how you cannot like being in tenth place in the East, and then you share a bunch of like you're like three games away from ninth and eighth place. And then you're like, there's a big gap between seventh place and above after that. I don't get how you can't get into eighth place in the Eastern conference in the NBA. It, yeah, it, 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 it I'm thunderstruck. Isaiah. Who's your guys' coach now? Uh, our new coach is Tom Thibodeau. Okay. Formerly okay. it was, uh, um, Fitz, uh, David Fisdale. Thibodeau, he's more focused like on defense driven, mm-hmm. isn't he? And he always uses he plays the starting five at least thirty five minutes a game. Oh, okay. So he's gonna be wearing out a bunch of people. He was the coach of the Chicago Bulls, wasn't he? That's when, correct. When, and uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves after Rose that. Is wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So before we even get started on my vacation, before even I even went, took my oh, two yeah, weeks, man. oh we talk about your man. vacation, dude. I want to thank Isaiah. He was the MVP for picking me up at the airport after my vacation. Um, granted, he decided to take his vehicle, which I'm truly <laughs> thankful for. But I here I am at Ontario Airport trying to Tetris my big suitcase into his car. And the only alternative to get in and drive away was to... Have my seatbelt on, but to bear hug my big carry-on okay, on my big uh, suitcase. In my and defense, Mark had the biggest luggage you could ever have, right? You could put some tires to that and make it a go-kart, you know? And I had I thought he was going to pack smaller, but, you know, it, it was decent size. It was it was yes. big, but it wasn't it was a healthy. Too, it was a healthy suitcase. Yeah, it was big, but it wasn't too big. Right. And unfortunately, the Nissan Z has this little divider in the back of the trunk that like splits the trunk and it makes it even smaller. 
So, you know, when you try to fit it in there, it's too tight. It just won't let you fit that in there. So unfortunately, Mark got to bring this. Mark's trying to like, you know, kind of have some downtime, trying to sit down, relax as I take him back home. But instead, he has to like squeeze himself with this big suitcase, <laughs> try to have a conversation. <laughs> hey, how was your trip? Oh, it was all right. Uh, dude, it would be a lot better if this just wasn't the suitcase in my face. I bet you your airplane flight was a lot more comfortable than oh, man. your trip home. It car. definitely was. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, as you guys may know, Shout out to Isaiah for being the MVP, saving my, uh, saving me from an Uber ride that I, I guess there's no Uber or Lyft rides at Ontario Airport. Okay, I didn't. So know that. they completely like banned that area. Maybe I did hear about that. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So I went on a vacation from the Thursday of Labor Day weekend all the way to the Monday of Labor Day weekend. Um. Oh man, it was amazing. The nice. plane ride, amazing. You know, the plane ride was, as all plane rides go, they're just straight, not a straight shot over. I paid, I paid, uh, you know, I went through Southwest, so there's could be a couple little changes here and there. So I think I went from, from LAX to Dallas. Shout out to Andre though. Andre did take me to LAX. So I'm happy for that. And it was cool seeing him for a little bit and, uh, being able to catch up with him. I wish, uh, call me call me greedy but i mean i wish i talked to him there for a lot longer time it's, it's always good to talk to him in person you know yeah. he's just a warm loving soul you know yeah so from lax i end up going from lax to dallas and then from dallas end up going all the way to florida and i kind of had a hunch about how florida was but no one ever told me that it was going to be it was going to be hot but not only that you have this like layer of humidity that is suffocating you like a, 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 a very unpleasant blanket. Would you say it's like Palm Springs or worse? No, no, no. So Palm Springs is going to have dry heat. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that the thing that we're used to, like with the humidity, so picture the Palm Springs heat, but imagine you running the shower and letting all the steam just envelop you and you're just there the whole time. It's like a unpleasant steam. Like oh, just all around you all the time because it's just moisture in the air. Yeah, and that kind of feels like it would make it hotter too. Yeah, it does make that. Yeah, you can. That's a fair assessment because it did feel like that. Um, so the plane ride, I was able to get to Orlando, and then as soon as I get, like, I was in air conditioning the whole time. But you know, like the one time you go from the plane to the outside terminal into the airport, it's like, oh man, I got a brief taste of this. So I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> not ready for all this luckily i very i i almost go practically naked to these uh two airplane rides and what i mean by that is i'm just in basketball shorts and and flip-flops no socks just flip-flops t-shirt and that's it because you know tsa all that stuff i really don't want to keep shoes on and untying and tying <laughs> so you'd off. rather just go completely naked yeah, well, I'd say just, like walk through the sensor. I like, would if I, if I had the opportunity, but, <laughs> but it still uh, goes off though. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, sorry, what I'm do we have, have here? Down. What do we have here? This is kind of this is kind of weird. But. <laughs> so we're gonna need to search you. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I'm gonna need to get on two knees, but don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bringing three officers in here? <laughs> Why you have a pillow? <laughs> what <do> you? <laughs> <laughs> There's um. So I end up getting the shuttle from 
the airport to my hotel. And man, dude, I'm glad I picked that hotel because the customer service there, I swear, I've like, I've never been called Mr. Flores so many times. I thought I was like getting pulled over again. I thought it was just like, Mr. Flores, Mr. Flores, can you come out of the car? Mr. Flores. I'm like, oh man. This is in the good context though of like, oh, no problem, Mr. Flores. We'll have a concierge take care, take care of that right for you. If there's any merchandise you ever purchase at any of the parks, you can just, we'll uh, shoot it over to your room, Mr. Flores. I'm like, wow, this is, you so get what you, you pay for like here. Anything like, can you guys take care of my tax returns? Yeah, Mr. Flores, <laughs> we can definitely take we care of that. We have payroll on site as actually as Ann Martinez. <laughs> so I immediately had to go from my hotel to the Magic Kingdom to meet up with my friends. And let me tell you one thing about getting into Disney World property. They have their own independent freeway system. And you have to go like a clean mile and a half before you go to any one of the parking lots just to get into the parks. This place, that dude Walt Disney had it all figured out. Long story short that this dude was so like about getting so much space in Florida he uh, made a bunch of shadow companies to buy all the land at a cheaper rate versus him saying, hey, I'm Walt Disney. I want all this land and then them hiking up the prices. So we got like eight independent companies to like he made up eight independent companies or whatever and just bought the land in sections like that just to keep the rates low. But this place is like the square footage of Manhattan. So it's huge. It's freaking huge. The. So I ended up going into the Magic Kingdom and dude, it blows Disneyland out of the water. Like you'd no. go to the Magic Kingdom and you think that Disneyland was like, is this a miniature set? <laughs> like, what is this? Going back to Disneyland when I go back eventually, if they Gavin Newsom decides to open it up or allows it to anyway. I don't know, man. I I'm at the point where I'm thinking of like getting rid of my annual passes. And just taking my frustrations out on a week in Florida and going to those parks. Just because of the <laughs> amount of money I'll just, save. Yeah. It'll literally equate to a trip out there. That's what I'm thinking. And that's what I am kind mm. of thinking about doing. Magic Kingdom's awesome. I ended up doing the Snow White Seven Dwarves Mine Train ride, which we, we don't have. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up doing their iteration of Space Mountain, which is awesome. Pretty very, very cool. I kick myself in the butt for not getting on the Haunted Mansion, their version over at that park, because then I would end up seeing the rest of the park. I only had an hour because they closed up early. Now, the first day, did you guys have the front of the line kind of fast pass already? First day, day one, when you guys went? So the lines there, there's not a lot of people there. They end up, the capacity, I think, is about like they do 30 to 40% capacity. Okay. Overall versus it being 100%. So like I've never... I, I, I probably, imagine like probably at its peak, it was probably crazy there at its peak. We like that I've never seen pandemic. any theme park that empty. Yeah. Like there's footage of me rolling up to uh, Space Mountain and there's... I can literally see the, the, the entryway to Space Mountain not being covered by people. Like of just you randomly probably able to cover people. a lot of ground probably because of that too. Isaiah, it's like something that because so, i'm not you know there's no theme parks around here yeah. that we can you know scale everything to but now when i saw that i was just like wow this is supposed to be the most packed park in the world people come from all over the world to go to disney world yeah and 
here I am. Taking photos with everybody, the whole game. Yeah, being able, the yeah, game. being able to take like these great photos of yeah. like had there been a lot of people, it'd be like a worthless photo. Yeah. So I was able to capitalize well, hello, on. Oh, Mark. <laughs> take all the photos you want, big boy. <laughs> Let me show you a secret. <laughs> oh my god. Why is it always? Why is it always people trying to escort me to bang me? <laughs> Let me show you a little secret, big boy. <laughs> Let me show you where I left this way. <laughs> Max, hold him down, Max. <laughs> It was really cool meeting up with friends there, especially at like a different park that you're not used to being at. Yeah. Luckily, my friends were able to, they're a little bit more well-versed in that park than I am. So it was So great. they've been there before? Um, Abel's been there. So Abel's been there. So he showed me around the way over there and was able to take me and meet up with uh, Romeo and them. So it was fun. It was that park. How many different awesome. parks are there? There's the Magic Kingdom. Oh, so there's the Magic Kingdom. There's Epcot. There's uh, the Animal Kingdom, which has the the new Avatar Land. Okay, yeah. And then the I other land is um, MGM Studios, which has the Hollywood Tower of Terror rides. So oh, okay. There. Okay. So, so they still have the Hollywood Tower of Terror there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. They cool. still have it. They, um, they're not going to be changing that anytime soon from what I heard. So I'm happy for that because the next time I'm be able to go out there, I want to take care of that ride because I was, I only had two parks to choose from based on the itinerary that I had. Right. This, this, uh, vacation was more centered around the universal Orlando resorts, mm-hmm. which I was like more fond to do anyway, because the parks are close to each other. I'm staying at a hotel that I could literally walk to the parks there. It's freaking amazing. How long do you think it would take to like, really get to experience all these parks like how much time would you need do you think to do that i'd say a week and a half Mm. you would need you would need nine days total so you compensate the one the one day for arrival one day for departure and then you get the seven days to do all the parks oh okay so yeah dude because i'm gonna need to go there one of these days so by that time if you're down always man my guide because Dude, I have to experience that knowing it's it's its own world, you know. It's really and to think about it too, based on annual passes bought here, it's very inexpensive. Very Compared, inexpensive yeah, because you just if you decide to just not have your annual passes over here at these parks, which I'm planning to do, it literally makes up for it when you're over there with an all with an all expense paid package that you end up True. getting. Um so the second day, this is the actual like solid day that I have. So this is Friday. Strippers. I know. Yeah. So I bought a bunch of strippers, my hotel, all expensive paid by the resort. Mr. Flores, we got Mr. Flores. We got sin cinnamon. And uh, who else do we have? We have lusty. I'll come to your Mickey Minnie mouse. I'm all like, can I have uh, strippers come to my hotel? <laughs> Police. <laughs> oh my God. We heard there's a fire in here. <laughs> That's all dudes. Wow. Oh man. Someone started a fire. <laughs> I got a fire. Let me take my hose out. Sheesh. You guys are the worst. He said, why is everybody taking someone, me to If someone's literally come and sit with us, you're going to be like, you guys are ridiculous. They would have left when they said that, hey, Mark likes to go to th- airports naked. When I really meant just like very little clothed. <laughs> <clears throat> so Likes to go to day two naked. day two um volcano bay mm-hmm. so volcano bay is 
the water park that Universal Studios Orlando, um, I think this is like the year and a half or the second year anniversary that that park's been open. I had no expectations. I only had the photos to go off of, of this, of this area. Isaiah. So from my resort, I have shuttle service to all the other parks. Taking the shuttle to Volcano Bay, I literally sat down. I was like, I was like, what, we're here? It literally took like three minutes. It's like, yep, we're here. Have a good day. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So I end up going to the walkway, the the resort exclusive walkway. So we like have our own security checkpoints and stuff. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff is um, kind of like express style because we were able to, you know, we freaking out a resort. We had one of the universal resorts. So we get like perks of that. We also get early entry, which is cool. So I was able to get there a little earlier and enjoy the park for like half an hour without any, uh, any added general admission people, which is cool. Um, man, Isaiah, like the best part. And I think the most genius thing that universal has done with this place is that they give you the illusion of, of depth within this park. And what I mean by that is that the general entrance way is on an incline. So here you are slowly going up the walkways and little by little, you start hearing the heavy Polynesian drums. Like, dude, what are you like? What is going on right now? <laughs> Who's getting sacrificed at the top of this mountain that, <laughs> that I want you're to climbing see? Up. Dude, it is intense. <laughs> like you just hear like general, general ambiance of like going into this world of Volcano Bay. And it, they kind of do the same thing like with like with galaxy's edge where they like enclose the whole area off. So you don't see anything during the transition. So as soon as you get out of that long tunnel, the the music gets louder and then you go through the turnstiles to get into the park and ending at the top of the incline is the big volcano Bay mountain thing that has water pouring out of it. There's a slide at the top of the volcano it is amazing. The view of it was like all the pictures that I have do it. No justice. You need to go there. Like there is no other, there's no other way. There's no other way, man. You need to go and check it out. As soon as I saw the top of that water slide, I was like, I'm getting a locker and I'm walking my happy ass all the way to the top of that mountain or whatever the hell volcano. And I'm going on that slide. The walk, is so intimidating. I forget the name of the ride, but it's literally the main attraction. It's the lo- the biggest drop slide that you can go on the on, at the whole park. And I was like, I'm conquering that first. I don't care. Like, let me get all my nerves out now. So, again, you just hear, dude, you're walking up this thing, and you realize where all the loud music's coming from because it centers at the top of that volcano, and the way you get into this slide is not like the dropout slides at Raging Waters. This place, for all my California listeners, this place makes Raging Waters look like this run-of-the-mill theme park off the off a off a freeway exit. It's literally just the ambiance of this place is amazing. Bar, it's one of the best water parks in in the in the world. I know that there's another water park in Texas called Schlitterbond. That uh, actually is like you haven't heard of Schlitterbahn. Yeah, it's that place <laughs> is crazy. But going to back to what I was talking about, Volcano Bay. So I'm at the top of this. I'm at the top of the ride, ready to get on. I'm in queue, and 
the way they load people into this, it's not like the dropout ride that we have at Raging Waters where it's like a, you know, you slide in, you drop very low, boom, you're out. No, this thing is all encapsulated. It's like a big tube. Still the same drop, probably a little, probably a little more inclined since it's um, in a capsule to protect. But uh, the best part about it is that you load in kind of like how you would load in a bullet into a magazine, into a, into a, a chamber. You would be placed into the capsule and you look, they close, you basically walk into this capsule, they close off the capsule and all you hear in the background is, dum, 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 ch, dum. so it's like, there's no countdown. You're literally at the mercy of this teenage kid named Billy or whatever, like at the button. Yeah. He like, doesn't give you a countdown. The last person he gave a countdown to is like, okay, make sure to calm down, little girl. It's fine. We're going to do a countdown. You'll be all right. So she comes in. Right. They close her off and he's like, okay, cool. So I'm going to count to three. Just make sure to be ready, all right? We're we're, gonna, we're in this together. He's like, all right, one. <laughs> shot wow. it off right there. <laughs> Dude, so I'm just like, dang, if I'm like that enthused about it, I was just right. like, man, I got to go in like a G sure. and just take one. it. <laughs> Dude, I was just like, nah, man, he ain't going to play me like that. I'm not going to like show jitters. I'm just going to go in there like a G, load up. and Didn't even Dude. get to two, one. I'm hearing, so I'm hearing all this outside, all this outside ruckus and everything. Just the general like, uh, riffraff of the park just you know you hear sliding splashing but when you close into that capsule it's all muffled and you don't hear anything but and then you hear the the, the platform drop and dude it is like a rush you're just going down the slide and it is like it was amazing dude like, cause all it ends with, is like oh my god you end up in the water pool and it's like you look back to see what you just conquered and it's freaking awesome, man. Like Volcano Bay is amazing. That whole water park is fantastic to see. You've got to do it before your lifetime while you're still able to. And man, I had fun. Not only that, but I had a couple cocktails there. And they were very good. How does that work with the drinks and stuff at the parks? So because you're at a water park, they are... In order for you to order food, you have to have a mask on. But if you're going from slide to slide or from from ride to ride or bathroom or whatever, you don't have to wear your mask. So they they tell you they do what you want to do. Um, luckily, everyone everyone there's temp checked. You don't go to you don't go in there with a fever or anything. Everyone's temp checked, so everything's all regulated in that regard. Um, but yeah, man, it was I was there for a cool three or four hours just taking in all the rides going in everything and it was fun man that place is that place is gnarly man i love i love going i'd, I'd go back in a heartbeat just to go back to the water park um so the water park then did you spend the, like the rest of the day at the water park then still no it was that big, so or? i i polished off a few hours of just you know going through the going through the the rides i can go on going solo to a water park you can't go on the two to three people ride. Oh, okay. So I kind of suffered the consequences on that, but yeah. I was fine with it because I was able to like take in the sights and like walk around and just be amazed. Yeah. Just enjoy so the moment being there. I ended up, I ended up uh, going back to the room. Uh, and after a little while, I ended up going to Epcot. We met up with Romeo and Abel. 
and Epcot, man, that place is educational as all hell, man. Yeah. That now, place is awesome. Talk about uh, Romeo and Abel for those who don't really know kind of your guys' relationship. Oh, okay. How you guys kind of tend to meet up in different spots. So, so Romeo and Abel are friends of mine that um, I met through, uh, I met through the retro game community and we shared our various interests of like what we had in common, which is video games, but we also all love Disney and we do all collectively love to travel. So they are always just up for it. And they're good theme park buddies of mine. They are friends for life. You know, they're family to me. They ended up taking the same days of this vacation that they did to coincide with mine. So I was just like, man, that's flattering. Like I will be down to join you guys since you know you guys are going out there too so it was cool to see them out there it's it's really comforting to get people out there that you're used to to be out there as well now these guys are pretty much i mean my experience hanging around with them it feels like they're they're down to to explore to adventure you know to to geek out even over different things absolutely Um, so that's like and they're like down they don't care how much miles you have to walk or whatever. They're down to do that journey yeah. and meet up. They're really about spots. it. All of them. Yeah. Very mobile. All of them are very yeah frugal. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. The, so that's uh, cool that they meet, meet you, met you up there too. Yeah. So we ended up doing uh, Epcot and on the, on the way over to Epcot. So I was at the resort at the universal resort and then I had to go to Epcot. So the average distance between that's about 20, uh, 20 minutes. It's not, it's not, it's not a far drive, but it's still there. Um, I got held up by this torrential like rainstorm and I've never seen like rain like this. And granted I was in Florida. So to Floridians, it's probably like a Monday to them where it's just the rain's there and it stops rains there and it stops. Like that's what they, that's what they're used to rains rains pretty often out there. And the thunderstorms, like they're used to that crap too. Going to Epcot was one of the parks I really wanted to do because it's all of their rides are primarily education based. So you get to learn a lot about different cultures at Epcot because Epcot has this, um, this, uh, the layout of it has several different nations across. So like you go through like Sweden, China, Japan, um, Morocco, different places, uh, that, that they, uh, different nations that they have like sectioned off at the park. So it's pretty cool because you have that, but you also have the various other rides before you get to that area where it's like a circle around a lake and you get to see the various other uh, uh, rides. And you also get educated into each nation specifically because they all have an exchange program to where the employees are all like if, if you're in the Morocco area, the Moroccan employees, Chinese employees, Chinese employees. Like I'm a Chinese spy. I'm a Chinese spy, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is like to their to their nation yeah. and that's yeah. a cool part so do they have a russian section like join us <laughs> the soviet union section <laughs> they have a bunch you of people trying to get us, you to, <laughs> they try to get you to join communism <laughs> here's a brochure quickly on communism closely to the russian side there's literally the the soviet union that'd be hilarious um but man there's there's a bunch of cool rides there I ended up, uh, there's like a, a Nemo ride that they have there. Not like ours, like where it's a little submarine, but it's like, like a, sucks. it's like a little walkthrough ride. Uh, like, um, like how Haunted Mansion is where it's like a, a buggy ride where it takes you around. But dude, I thought at like 
the last portion of the ride, I thought I was looking at like LCD screens of like aquariums mm. and I got off and I'm like, holy crap, we're in an aquarium. They had an aquarium in the whole ride. So like some of the Nemo effects were like there, you get to see them, but yeah. dude, you're in a freaking aquarium with like dolphins, and manatees, <laughs> like stingrays. Yeah. It was amazing. That's pretty crazy. Like to mix the you two. don't get to see the real wonders of, of, you know, of the sea. So like being able to like see manatees, I haven't seen a dolphin in a long time. And I just saw like two of them, like buddy, buddy, just go through. I was like, man, this is cool. It was cool to see all that. There's also a lot of educational rides. There's the, there's the test track ride where it's like you end up, you end up uh, going on and building up, building your own like General Motors car. And then you like test it out onto, uh, onto the ride, which is all simulated and everything. But it's like, it's the same technology that they use on Radiator Springs Racers, the cars ride, Mm -hmm. where you're like accelerating, going around in a car. Dude, they hit a, they, you hit about like 65 miles an hour in that car. It is cool. That one's fun. And the cool part about it too is like like the Nemo ride where you're dropped off in an aquarium, they literally have you in an auto dealership at the end. Like they have all these cars modeled out and you can literally cop a car <laughs> right then and there. Hey, oh, baby, did you get any souvenirs? While you're over? Oh, sh- yeah, it's coming in about two to three days. You'll, you'll see it pull up. Cop a car real quick. Cop a car over at Epcot. <laughs> It's the most expensive gift you can get. Like, I got you a souvenir, all right? Let's just say it's a real trailblazer. Stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> the um, But the cool objective that I really wanted to conquer, but I knew I was there too late, was I wanted to do beers around the world. So I wanted to go to the various pavilions and try each one of the beers. Dude, I got like three quarters of the way, and I'm just like, I'm calculating everything as far as like, all right, Mark, are you really going to try to push it to the limit tonight? Mm-hmm. And I say this because had I done it at like two o'clock, oh dude, I would have been done. I would have done, been done about, I'm saying done as in being done with the whole thing and being okay. I would have been all right at about like eight o'clock, but from seven to nine, nah, bro. Like I'm not trying to be no hot mess walking at this park in Florida humidity. It's yeah, not the right. business. Yeah. Um, the, but I was Squaw. able to try, I know exactly. I was able to try <laughs> beers from China Germany, um, Mexico. Yeah. They had, um, so the Sweden, the Sweden beer is called Oss. <laughs> so it's, it's literally spelled double A and then SS. It's just Oss. <laughs> so looking at it, looking at it, I saw it. And then underneath it says parentheses pronounced Oos. So I was like, Oh, it's not called ass. <laughs> so I was just like, Oh man, there goes my, 10 year old mentality like now, laughing does it at taste that. like a duff beer oh yeah nothing beats a good duff beer yeah at universal studios mm-hmm. yeah nothing beats that i have to say the duff beer is pretty i just like the whole simpsons thing dude and going to moe's going yeah. to moe's and getting a duff beer was like one of the most accomplishing things of my life <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most simple you thing you can actually do that yeah the um so i had a good time at epcot they have a crazy ride so they had the frozen ride that i went through that frozen ride's pretty cool I, I like the movie Frozen, so it was, it was cool to see the the actual ride that they had with that. Um, test track was awesome. Uh, Mission to Space, where you actually go through like a space simulator, to where if like you actually launch into space and experience like G forces, that was intense. There's like a 
a non-intense version of that ride and there's an intense version of that ride and I was like we got to go through the intense version like it was like so discouraging for Abel and Romeo and I was just like bro like I'm as I'm as discouraged as you because I just pounded like a few beers before we started. Oh yeah. And I'm the pilot, so we might get pulled over in space. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we ended up going, um, finishing that off, and then we went back to their resort and went by their um, went and kicked that kicked it at a couple of the Disney resort bars, and just went all through there, transported individually to each resort with the Skyliner system that they've put in. And the Skyliner system is basically like an enclosed gondola going from location to location. So you can go from your resort, take the Skyliners to the various parks. Fancy. Yes, it is freaking cool. And like you could go in there whether uh, they don't really check anything to see. It takes you right to the bungalow. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up going to uh, the pool bar right by there. And I had a few like uh, Long Island's. Those always, I feel you know, I was on vacation, you know, like yeah, I, I, yeah. I was, I had the ability of relaxing every day. Yeah. So I had that. Yeah. You know, I think that's the beauty of it because not only did you get to experience and enjoy the amazing atmosphere and all that, but you also got to have some leisure time and really with good vacation. people too. Yeah. And, you know, and um, chill. And, and I was really time. detached in a sense too, from my work because I was essentially, I've already put in my two weeks. Right. There was a lot of liberation with me during this time. So it felt great. Yeah. So the third day after I ended up heading home and everything, Universal Studios Orlando, this is going to be just the park that we're going to do that day. First and foremost, Isaiah, you know this already, but it puts Hollywood to shame. Hollywood. It sucks that all it sucks that it's way in Florida and it's putting arms to shame. I, I'm not surprised though. Cause you know, Space is the this. issue. Yeah, I heard of this, and, and yeah, you're right. Space is the issue for what they can what do. That's what it is, man. That's but. what that's what I I knew for I know for a fact that that's one of the things that Walt Disney said. Hey, look, not that he dropped the ball, but he only had as much to he only could buy as much real estate as he, as he could right. because Homeboy was on a tight budget first. Right. After when he did um, Disney World, he was like. Pfft. Let's let's get all this land and let's do this. Imagine thing. if this fool was around like in his prime right now. Oh my gosh, man! With this already built, that would he'd be like, <laughs> he, he would he would be right in it, dude. He'd be like, all right, we bought Star Wars as okay. anticipated. Okay, we got Marvel. Mm-hmm. No, it's the next yeah, I move. I can only imagine his checklist. Yeah, huge. So does that mean I have to go to Universal Studios too in Florida too? I'm telling you, man, they have a better mummy ride. They have. A, they have a roller coaster there that is like something I've never been used to. It's called the, I think it's like the Rip It Rocket roller coaster or something mm-hmm. to where they play theme songs in each one of the, uh, in each one of the, uh, the ride, in each one of the ride uh, seats. So my, my theme song for this whole ride is individual to me because I select my theme song. The next person can pick a different theme song, theme song because they have like eight speakers individually. Uh, tailored to them for their ride so i could yeah. be listening to like um stronger by kanye west and then abel next to me can be singing uh can be listening to an insane in the membrane by cypress hill that's how crazy this whole ride system is it's awesome so we had that that ride starts at like this top incline and then before it starts this 90 degree drop it like stalls a little bit oh, for I you to like. That. I hate rides like that. <laughs> oh, dude. Ugh. So it starts like that. It <laughs> goes like, through like that. Like you know what's coming. Yeah. 
they have that. They also have a better version of the mummy ride that we don't have. How's it better? So the story is is basically off of the Brendan Fraser mummy series. Oh, it's off the actual yeah. Brandon Fraser one. Oh, yeah, man. not off. If they try to do the Tom Cruise one, we're looking at a dud oh, here. Oh, no, yeah. So, the Brendan Fraser one, uh, this this ride over in Florida is based on. It's based on um, you're in a production area that's actually riddled with ancient mummy artifacts, and someone took took an artifact that didn't belong to them and now the whole the whole production team's cursed that's how it starts that's yeah, how it exactly. starts in these movies you, you mess oh, with some man. ancient ish like that yeah nope so like is. Emotep resurrects and like causes catastrophe <laughs> oh, disturbed me <laughs> <laughs> and man dude there's flame effects that yeah. got really hot in there there's like literally a ceiling full of fire so let me ask you as you're going through all this like do you still notice the heat? Like even though time has passed and you're enjoying yourself, is the heat, do you like forget about it after a certain while? No, no. And I, and I say this honestly because I was able to, I had a little, little small towel with me. So I kept it over my head because I just had, uh, I had sunscreen, but then I just did that for added measure. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get um, sunburn or anything. You never know, dude. Yeah. So the, the one thing that I give, to Universal Studios is that they have any ability for you to get hydrated. So I basically had like this souvenir refillable mug that I pay 10 bucks and then I can drink as much um, iced tea or soda I, I can in a day. So I was able to get like this uh, just sparkling water throughout the whole time. So um, I was able to drink that the whole time. And then I was able to, there's ample water fountains for me to drink. Cause I try to stay away from soda all the time. Yeah. So just having like sparkling water, the option for that isn't very good to me because if I'm going to get something carbonated, I don't want to have sugars or flavors and mm. stuff. Otherwise I'm going to be back on the Dr. Pepper train and that's a train I don't want to go back on. So what else does uh, universal have then? That's do they have like the Simpsons and do they have dress? So, so, so we avoided all the attractions that we have here. So oh, okay. the Simpson ride's going to be the same. The, the minions ride's going to be the same. Yeah. What they do have that's different is the Gringotts bank ride from Harry Potter. Okay. So they have that and that ride. I, we're on a little bit of time limit here, but it's like, it's an amazing experience for you to get through. Not only that is that they also have an interconnected way for you to get to the other theme park with a train with like the Hogwarts train that they have in the, in this, in the story. So you're able to take that train, which is also its own ride because it's all LCD screens throughout the train. So it, it plays its own narrative within the ride, That's cool. which is cool. Cause yeah. I was just like, wow, that's, that's really neat because now you don't get to see like the back, the back lot of universal studios and going through because they're not going to show you all that as yeah. long as it makes it its own ride experience, which was cool. So we ended up doing that at the end of the day. But what I wanted to get to on this one is that I was able to go on a ride that I haven't been on since I was a little kid. And it's the E.T. Adventure. So the E.T. ride to me, let me start off by saying like E.T. is one of the best movies of all time. At one point, Steven Spielberg had two of the five highest grossing movies of all time. So with 1978's Jaws, mm-hmm. I think Jaws was in 78, and with 84's E.T., 
at those points, E.T. beat Jaws for the highest grossing movie of all time. So at one point, Steven Spielberg had two of the highest grossing movies of all time already on his list before he was, he did third, he did E.T. when he was 34 or 30, he's in mid thirties. Imagine having that on your resume. Yeah. The story is amazing. It's the bond of two friends. One's human, one's an extraterrestrial. They end up finding each other and just developing this bond. And they can talk like uh, telepathically and... It is freaking yeah. cool, man. And only the boy knows, you know, like, E.T. Oh, my God. Like, And then the score, the theme song by John Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. The score? Oh, yeah. The ride. The ride is exactly how I remember it from the Hollywood version. You end up saving E.T. from the ride. You're driving in the bike and everything. See, that's what I kind of missed or wanted here in Hollywood. But, I, you know, it's been so long. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous that you were able to to ride that again so the cool part about that is that from what i'm hearing is that they can't get rid of that ride oh, really? because it'll be at the expense of severing the creative consulted contract with steven spielberg and they don't want to do that because i mean steven spielberg's a moneymaker he can pump out a, a lot of high grossing films so i was able to go on that ride it felt great to be on one of the rides of like one of the most important movies in my life. I, I freaking enjoy that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's for sure um, one of the top. But yeah, dude, it, it was cool because you go into that queue and in the queue you're in the forest, like how you find E.T. initially, pine scent going throughout the whole place. It smells like a forest. It, isn't it crazy? Because like before when I was younger, I used to think, man, these rides are really like, how come they don't have roller coasters everywhere? But now that I'm older, I appreciate these rides because they bring back a feeling of nostalgia. But not only that, just like, I don't know. It's like, like you're, you're interacting movie, with this man. movie. Yeah, you're like in the movie. Yeah. And the, and the only way to do that is to be to- totally enclosed and let the production team like immerse you in their environment. Right. To where a lot of early, a lot of early rides don't get, don't paint a story mm-hmm. while you're in line. Yeah. That exactly. is like one of the most... If ever you decide to make a ride in your lifetime, you have to have the cue, the line, dictate the the pace and the narrative of the main story within the ride. Like there's nothing like going into the Jurassic Park ride and the doors open, like the first, you know, scene. Yes. It's like welcome Absolutely. to Jurassic Park. Like there's nothing like yeah. actually going through that, you know. That is that's the that's one of the coolest parts about just being any ride in general. Yeah. So be, yeah. so actually seeing the E. T. ride Jealous, through dude. and everything. Jealous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, that's cool. I re- I got on it for both of us. So day four, the Islands of Adventure. So Islands of Adventure is the next parked over to Universal Studios. This is the area that has the Jurassic Park ride. This is the area that has um this is the area that has the Marvel theme land that they that Universal's still able to have due to their contract that they have, they're actually grandfathered in no matter how long it's, it's, it's up to them to sever the contract. So if I was universal, I'm like, we're going to just keep re- redoing keep these rides that. as much time as we got to. <laughs> exactly. And we're going to milk this for all it's worth. You have to ride that as, as the sickest come up in history, but yep. to where it's like they're at another property and they're able to just milk all the Marvel entities. while that Disney world, all the Disney world, uh, all the Disney world rides can't have anything that Marvel already has over at islands of adventure so you know one day though this is going to come into conflict some somewhere down the line there's going to be a smart apparently there's issues with it i guess either yeah. the contract's ending or something but you know a, a smart disney executive is going to be like 
uh, we got to figure out how to get yeah. this, you know, out. that's, that's the crazy part. Yeah. So it's to though, from what I got about islands of adventure. So besides the Marvel themed land, there's really all the other rides there are just like are properties that you wouldn't even think of. Dude, there's a Popeye, like there's a Popeye whitewater raft ride. There's a Dudley do right ride. So it's based on old comic strips and stuff like that. There's also um, the continuing section of the Harry Potter, um, the Harry Potter world. So the end of that train drops you off to the rest of Hogwarts and stuff like that. Mm. But man, that area too is just super cool, man. I like I like the one it's without like, identity. I like what they built you in know, Hollywood, but it's small, you know. Still, even though it's great, it's amazing. It looks. Incredible. Oh, the park here in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's small. That's the only... That's the issue that they, they deal with in Hollywood, too, because that park is super small. But you, you the the thing that irks me is that you pay the same, if not, I think like 10 bucks more than you'd pay in Anaheim for a, a park hopper at Disney World, at uh, Disneyland. That's what it's like. Man, like you really... Like imagine if you travel out here and you don't know how much ticket costs. It's like, man, like for the family of six, you end up paying 750, 800 bucks <laughs> for, 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 a, for a park that honestly is only one direction. You know how Universal Studios Hollywood is. It just gives you one direction all the way to the point where yeah. the breakoff point is either to the tram ride right. or down to the escalator. Right. And then the escalator has some rides, but then you only have one way to go and that's back up the escalators and mm-hmm. then out the exit. Mm-hmm. And that's literally, you can conquer that whole theme park within, if you go solo, I mean, I've, I was able to do most of those rides before I get there at nine, finish at two. Mm. Now it's still one. Hollywood. You still get the feeling of Hollywood. You're on the Oh hills. yeah, the thematics. You know, I'm never going to take that. anything away from them. It's, yeah. you, you truly feel there. You do feel with that. It, whatever, wherever you're at, whether it's like the Simpsons world, the walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. They, they paint those environments exactly how, uh, how I envision. Yeah. So. So going back to, uh, going back to islands of adventure, dude, there's this ride that they have. It's the Hagrid's motorbike ride. So Hagrid is the big guy that's helped out Harry Potter in the, in the world of Hogwarts or whatever. I'm or whatever. I don't, I don't, I, man, look, I've been, so dude, my, my ex made me watch all those movies. You know, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. my ex, she made me watch all those and I'm just like, okay, are we done? Thanks. All right. Perfect. So, um, after I was, yeah, after that, I was like, now I know the names and stuff. You don't think you could watch it again? Like watch it through? Um, no. Do you even care to like, no. Cause I read the first two books when I was little. Oh, so you read the yeah, books. back in the day. But then after that, I was just like, man, there's more. Like, Wait, how did you get into reading the books? You just read it on your own or you... they were for mad points for, um, for, uh, remember our school district did yeah, like, you get points for reading. Yeah, yeah. So they had mad points and I was like, Oh, it's about a wizard. All right. I'm cool. Like, let's, let's read it. Let's read it. Okay. So I polished through it. And then I read that in conjunction with the movie and I aced all the, all of those uh, tests. So then I actually ended up just getting, just watching the synopsis of rest of like the rest of those and was able to get points for those. Cause yeah. I know that Sorcerer's Stone, uh, actually the first two movies were uh, available as points. So I was just like, watch the movies and score points on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with Jurassic park too. <laughs> I tried reading it when I was little. I was just like, nah, we're not doing this. Um, so islands of adventure is honestly the better theme park in my opinion, just because of the unique ability to have 
besides the Marvel theme land to have its own identity. They have like these rides based on, uh, they have this one ride that we can't go on yet. It's like called Poseidon's Fury. It's like this like walkthrough ride with the show and everything. But dude, like they have a show based on a Greek god. And it's like you go through Poseidon's temple and stuff, and it looks cool because like the entry point is like right underneath his arm that's like beneath a trident. That's super cool. Yeah. They have that. But going back to the Green Gods um, motorcycle ride. So it's it's a two seater ride. You're either riding the motorcycle with uh, like all the 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 cool buttons and stuff of a motorcycle, or you're on the sidecar. With no exaggeration, I can tell you that it is like nothing you've ever been on in a roller coaster because they do things that I thought was impossible to do on roller coasters. But this technology is second to none. And it is the rideability is you can get on it every single time and just have fun. It's like you it's like it's not like a one and done ride. Like where if you get on the Simpsons ride, the 3D one, mm-hmm. you've been on it, you've been on it, you know, you don't really care to do it again. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, dude, it was awesome. Having, after that, after that, I ended up, uh, after a few of the rides over at Islands of Adventure, I ended up, uh, heading back and, um, ended up trying out the, the bars inside the resorts. I had, uh, two beers from Florida, two IPAs from Florida and the bartender forgot to start my bill. And he was like, Oh yeah. Hey oh, man, don't boy. worry, bro. It's on me. Don't worry about it, bro. And I was just what like, is this the roadhouse? I know, exactly. Um, that was the cool part. I was just like, oh, you sure? And I was like, all right, cool. So then I went upstairs to the other bar there and had a few. Um, they had this drink called the Golden Dawn. Oh, man. Tequila based, orange juice with it a little bit, and uh, a habanero, something, something or other. This drink called WAP. <laughs> yeah. So. Then after that, I, I wanted to go back to the parks again because my, my flight started at 3. But then I was just like, man, what am I going to do? I'm really going to wake up at 8 and go to the park for like four hours and then come back. I was just, I wasn't feeling it. So yeah. I, I got some all the sleep that I needed to from being here, there, and everywhere right, throughout right. the whole time. Because you know what? If anybody doesn't know this, like when Mark's put together a strategy for attacking like trying to get the most out of his buck and getting all the experience, all the rides and all that, you know, you're a nonstop train, dude, you move, <laughs> you move and you walk and walk and walk until you hit up every spot, you know? <laughs> so that is something I would definitely say. I'm imagining you probably did that there too. So yeah, we maxed out everything we rest, could, man. It say. was, it's kind of like being doing how we do horror nights. Yeah. It's like there's, I'm, I'm, we're on a mission. Like yeah. we have to conquer. Because if you it didn't all. do that, if you didn't do that, and you just walked in all like, hey, let's just go, anyone, yeah. you know, you wouldn't even get to get on every maze. Like you would probably get two, three, maybe. Yeah, exactly. But because of the lines, but, they you have whoever, to strategize. Whoever goes to horror nights at like eight p.m., you already screwed up. You must. You basically <laughs> wasted because everything's already hundred minutes, and you're only going to go on one one maze, and then it's like. 11 o'clock. Yeah. Got to get there early. Gives you enough time to pregame like I do and yeah. have a good time. So I ended up just x that and I was just like, you know what? Nah. Like, let me just get to the airport early. Hit up whatever terminal uh, terminal uh, food stand there is. And then end up to having enough time to go to their terminal bars. And it was about 10 o'clock and I was like, yeah, I'll, couple, I'll have a couple of mimosas on the way before and enjoyed myself. And 
ended up uh ended up getting home fairly late like i ended up let me tell you the way i got home so i went from florida florida to houston stopped off houston airport went from houston to denver then from denver to ontario i had two like stops in between yeah you couldn't just do one stop they had it too hey man Again, I was trying to maximize. <laughs> Dude, when I told you that the the trip for the, all that was like 100, 150 bucks. Oh yeah, for a round true. trip. That's true. You the consequences were there. Yeah, yeah. But um, heading home, uh, I realized I was able to decompress with a, a long-awaited solo trip like that, and I really, really don't see myself traveling any other way. Besides with at least just me and a couple of other people. No, like big groups. Never that. That's, you know, if you the, do five groups, you have yeah, five different opinions. Right. And Everyone wants to do that. their own thing. You know, um, disagreements happen. You know, I really enjoyed the solo trips to the max. And it was amazing to say, it was just amazing to stay at great accommodations. And again, like I, doing it through a no cost travel agency where they hooked it all up and they did all the stuff for me. And all I got to do is pay. I'm more than happy to do that. Cause they set up, they made it as like a bundle package, like with the flight and the hotel. Well, Now with the flight. So I, I was able to secure that. Okay. So you got so, your own flight. Yeah. They don't, they don't do through Southwest. So I was okay. just like, nah, let me, I, I can help myself with that one. Yeah. So I was able to do the tickets, the hotel accommodations, they were able to get a meal plan together to where like any universal property meal, I was able to put it on uh, a card, like universal diner card. And um, the cool part about it is that I only used three days out of my four day pass. So I got another day to park hop. So I'm going to make sure to use it before the last day I, I'm able to. So this trip was guilt free as well because uh, it's... <laughs> The money was again brought to you by the good people at the best pro shop. <laughs> so it was cool. It was guilt free in every regard. So I was able, I was happy about that. And the main thing I want to get to guys is that, um, the trip was guilt free and the guilt free because it was just feeling about this feeling about you getting travel shamed. And that's cool. Like, yeah, you can travel shame me all you want, but that's not going to stop me from sipping a, a nice cold cocktail in Florida. <laughs> I'll tell you that um, because everyone's taking their precautions, guys. No, it's not like Florida is just going all willy nilly. No, like there's temp checks. Everyone's wearing masks. You have to wear a mask the whole time. Everyone's social distancing. There's capacities. There's just precautions that people are taking, but they're in this they're not under the veil that we're under in California where it's like haunting to go out. You take the necessary precautions. You're able to be out there confidently. Granted, there's people with compromised immune systems and aren't healthy. It's not wise for you to do that. Me, I shove a bunch of vitamins in myself every morning and I do what's right for my diet. So I'm all right with, in that regard with going out and doing what I do. Um, it felt guilt-free. Everyone's taking the precautions. I had fun. It was awesome. Traveling during COVID's different. And it just encourages me to hope that everything gets uh, taken care of soon. That's the only thing I hope for. 
Um, I encourage you to take a trip, Isaiah, whenever you decide to go out there and do it, either where it's post COVID, pre COVID, mm-hmm. it's not none of my business, but I hope you uh, end up doing that. Um, before we get into our next segment, um, Isaiah, you have a podcast you're currently doing, so I would like for you to share it. And before I even get there, are we at the one year anniversary of the deep end or we're one, one year in a couple days? Because we, we've passed the we passed the nine eleven anniversary. Yeah, yeah, we're about we're about a year and a half now, about a year and a half. Uh, March of next year will be two years um, of doing the deep end, and you know I've uh, had much I've I've had a lot of fun doing the deep end, and there's so much more to 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 talk about and learn. We're at the fortieth episode of the deep end. So I still haven't hit the 50th mark, but I'm looking forward to hitting 50. Um, so the deep end is doing deep dives on, um, things that are going on in, in today's world. Um, and sometimes it's a mixture of, you know, talking about innovations, things that are to, that are to come as well as talking about history of things that have happened already and what we can take away from that. And it's really just kind of a quest to, to find out the answers, you know, and sometimes we don't always get the answers, um, sometimes we're left in wonder, but it's a, it's a quest to try to search for the answers. I think that's the most important part. Um, so check it out. It's uh, the deep end uh, pod.com. You can find all the various platforms that were on there, or you can follow us on the social media. And um, yeah, Mark has been a big uh, inspiration and in kicking that off. So I appreciate him and doing that as well. I appreciate that. I appreciate those compliments, Isaiah. The, also check out our show sponsor, The Notorious Pin. You can follow them on Instagram at L Notorious Pin on Instagram Dude. or the website thenotoriouspin.com. I saw you guys' TikTok. Oh, on producing the shirts and stuff? Yes. Yeah. And the and the stickers and Yeah. You know, uh, the following has blown up up on there big time. Yeah, it's 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 so, good that it's um, Nick's taking the the ventures out on that. Um with all the stuff I do, man, it's 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 very difficult to try to man everything. Like I would literally would have to sacrifice either the podcasting or something else, but I'm glad that him and I have this arrangement where he takes care of the online sector and I'm just on the forefront doing shows. So mm-hmm. I'm completely all right doing that because but it's a great marriage. Cause like, you know, you kind of need, you need manpower to really push something like that. So yeah. it's pretty cool that you yeah, have- he's a good wife. He's yeah. a good wife. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good lady. He does right by me. <laughs> <laughs> really? God. Yes. This is all the comedy and the humor that you get on Come Sit With Us, guys. Um, real quick, Isaiah, I want to talk about the irony of cancel culture. And you know I'm a huge proponent on cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, if there's something that does need to be rightfully canceled, we're all for it. But in this instance, it's kind of contradictory. So J.K. Rowling the author of all these Harry Potter books and everything and, and the various, the various Harry Potter conglomerate right. expanded into crazy places. She gets, she gets a, a percentage of ticket sales and she also gets a percentage of merch sales within Harry Potter lands all across the world. Yeah. So she's getting paid out crazy. <laughs> Not only that, she's making money off of every book that she's ever sold, you know, movies, um, and there's, I, I'm probably missing a bunch of other instances, but I mean, she's getting paid royally with Harry Potter, no matter what. The irony that I see in this is this. So recently, 
as far as a couple months, she's been posting um, what people believe to be trans transphobic tweets, not aligning with um, not aligning with um, being pro trans. Mm, okay. So, a lot of people are trying to cancel her. So, J.K. Rowling's in hot water by people who read her books, and she's in transphobic hot water essentially. What well, is that she said like on Twitter? Some about? things that she said on Twitter, but I, I, I just want to take a general scope at this okay, okay. because I don't want to uh, be in the wrong, but I, I just basically was able to gloss over this and get to where I'm at. It's the only thing. The only thing about this is that there's people that are trying to filter her cancellation. Now, what I mean by that is this. So I saw like a dialogue of like how to properly cancel JK Rowling. And this is so, <laughs> really? yes. And this cool. is so freaking embarrassing because everyone is trying to pick and choose their battle with the cancellation. Mm-hmm. It's like they're still encouraged to read the Harry Potter books, but you have to buy them used. If you're trying to listen to Harry Potter's, the Harry Potter series, listen on used audio tapes. They don't want to give her the money to directly compensate her. Mm-hmm. They could still watch the movies, but not post about it or not again, buy them used don't buy them from her from them directly. Mm-hmm. It's cool to go to all the Harry Potter theme lands because they're still supporting employees and they're still not directly compensating her. So what I'm getting to is this. It's 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 not cool for JK Rowling to say these these things about about her issues of whatever they whatever they're talking about in the past. But it's okay to watch listen and go to the parks that she's created in the past Mm -hmm. but it's not okay to directly compensate her you see the irony there to where it's like everyone's trying to filter the cancellation to where it's like we still want to watch we still want to watch and listen and read harry potter but um we really don't want to help jk rolling out well look you're still reading the books you're still listening to audio tapes and you're still going to Harry Potter world. And I bet you're still going to Harry Potter world no matter what, and right. wherever park, whether it be the Japan, Hollywood, Florida, it don't matter. You can't filter the cancellation. Either you cancel her all out and try to go take that bold step or you don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm in the wrong in thinking that because it's like, to me, that looks like they're filtering the cancellation to where it's like, we don't want to take everything away, mm-hmm. but we just want to take some things away. I mean, I kind of, I kind of not directly underst- compensating her. I kind of understand it because, like, in one sense, it's kind of like, um, let's say, like R. Kelly, for example. Like, people wanted to kind of cancel him because of his stuff, but then they still listen to his music because it, his music yeah. was good. So it's like I kind of understand. It's like it their mind's we- telling them no, but their body. Their body, Isaiah, is but telling the body, them yes. But, the body. <laughs> but no, and and that's yeah. the 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 irony of this whole thing. To where it's like, when I read that post, I'm looking through this thing, and I'm almost like, "Are you kidding me? Like, uh-huh. how you you kind of question like, are you are you going to do it or you're not? Is the outrage sincere or not too? Because it's right. It kind of seems like everybody well, just kind of it's a flex, it. G. You know, everybody just because like just because it's a new trend, like oh, you cancel, cancel. But are they? Are they really about that too? Sometimes mm. you, you question, you know, like how this is that it's to me, it's, it sums up to be half ass cancellation. Mm-hmm. Either you cancel her out and never support Harry Potter again, or you go or, or 
nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but you know what? I think too, people, people in general, Mark are like, I think we all have it's a big flex to me. I think we all have our hypocrisies too, though. Right. Like, you know, sometimes people just, they contradict themselves, you know? Yeah. I feel like everybody has a little bit of that just as, you know, society itself. I think absolutely people have, have that, but I get what you're saying too. It's like, it's kind of a little bit hypocritical because you're, you're saying to counsel them, but you're still indulging into their world. And in a way you're still promoting their ideas in a sense, yeah. even though you're not pr- promoting them physically with money, right. you're still pushing what they created. So, exactly. You know, it's a, it's a, I, I personally don't like cancel culture because I feel like they're very sensitive you know, and they don't give people a break. You know, it's like you say one thing and you're canceled. These, uh, there was a, a brief talk. There was a brief talk with, um, with two people. I think it was like Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about when did this group of Gen Z or millennials ever have to suffer through something? The, the war in Afghanistan, light work. The war on terror, light work. They wasn't no Vietnam. It won a World War One, and it won no sure as hell won a World War Two. We're talking way more troops, way more, way more deaths, way more casualties. Granted, this doesn't take away from the the sacrifice that all the veterans have taken away from all that. But what I want to get to is that where have I think these the millennials and Gen Z have this issue where it's like where can we vent? Where can we speak out? Where can we do our thing from? Oh shit! I think we could do it from cancel culture. I'm thinking that they're taking all that, like these, these taking all the their mm-hmm. their right to speak on something, their issue, their issue point, because they don't have any. There's nothing that they can really speak on except how wild 2020 was, and they're really like speaking out about they, it. They they think in a way it's like they can save the culture by canceling and by purging, you know, people who don't fall in line with. Oh yeah, this, and it, and, and you can you can tell who the people that are most frustrated are just tweeting by it and mm-hmm. not actually physically doing something about mm-hmm. it. Like the people that are all most about it will actually do something physically about it instead of doing it by the power of the tweet and like yeah. being able. This is how I can make a difference. Come on, bro. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You can't have it both ways, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I want to get to on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see the irony in this whole thing. But you can't be, to me, you can't be selective in your cancellation. Because from how I see it, when I see a Harry Potter fan count their money, I see them counting J.K. Rowling's money. <laughs> that is where I want to get to on that. So no matter how you escape it, that is just the irony of that whole thing. Um, our positive affirmation started in the first segment where I wanted to let you guys know that if you ever have the opportunity to give someone a better, a better placement, whether it be you teaching them something to advance their career, or you just giving them the, the, the training that they need to excel in their life. It is in your obligation to do that because perhaps your tutelage began day one, just like that. So please, I encourage you guys to do that because it, with me, I'm super thankful for my, my mentor that did that for me. And as Isaiah shared his story with, with his, uh, beginning knowledge, he was thankful for the person that was accepting and taking in and very receptive to all his questions that he yeah, asked. I wouldn't even be where I'm at in my career without yeah. that. Yeah. So I want to thank you guys for tuning into another great episode of come sit with us. This has been episode 16 
a vacation for the ages. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Michael Martinez. And most importantly, be well.